0: Thanks for joining me for the Pray for Micah podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a review, and check out my YouTube channel, and follow me on social media, Pray for Micah Pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And now, on with the show.
1: Welcome to the Pray for Micah podcast, and now your host, Micah Chrisman.
0: Hello, welcome to the Pray for Micah podcast, where we explore art, activism, spirituality, and our cosmic significance slash insignificance. I switched it up that time. Figured I might start leading with that. I don't want people to feel like they're insignificant because I say so. Uh, we want to be able to explore what our significance is together. On that note, I'm here with Jesse van der Pfeiffer. <laughs> If I just say it really fast, then yeah, I, yeah. I, <laughs> don't, I don't butcher pronunciation, but I'm sure I did anyways. What do you think I do? <laughs> do <you> th- <laughs> uh, Jesse is a multidisciplinary creative. He works in commercial, narrative, television industry. Uh, he grew up as a hardcore Christian and over the past six years has been transitioning and changing his beliefs. Uh, we've worked together on s- several projects and uh, over the years. We actually were just trying to recall how we first met, and to me, that's it's something, fuzzy, it's fuzzy, real, real fuzzy. And I think that's some of the best kind of friendships. Honestly, it's like yeah. you can't really pinpoint a moment when it's like, oh yeah, that's when we shook hands and like met each other. It's like we just kind of floated in each other's yeah. lives, like, like I I I mean, me- I'm in, a, in existence, and we are in existence, and <laughs> we, we meet in the middle. <laughs> we just like pop up in each other's lives when the the computer simulation says okay. This is where their paths, their journeys cross here on this side quest. (laughs) Yes. So one of those side quests was a project called Life KC. Yeah. And we, and so that was one another, like those moments of like, hey, I know you and you're there doing sound and operating the boom mic and stuff. And so that was like a week long, like kind of mini documentary uh, storytelling kind of stuff and then i feel like we just ran each other pop up all the time yeah and just randomly <laughs> which is great and I he's got it. some uh beautiful like projects he's gonna be working on so we're gonna get into that mm-hmm. jesse what do you got over there what what have you what kind of concoction witches brew are you working on over there so i'm drinking what's known as
2: yerba mate which is a tea from argentina uh it's full of vitamins minerals and a shit ton of caffeine <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah uh I'm, yeah, I never even heard of that, dude. So uh, yeah, it's from South America. Like, you, this is this is typically how it how it looks. There, you can have bigger ones in a like actual gourd. Um, like it's crazy. So I had a friend that used to sell yerba mate, and before that, I had a friend that was a missionary who like got me into yerba mate. And so like, I'm in this weird spiel. Like, I don't know if people saw, but I have like a little glass jar
0: with green green stuff in it. Yeah, when he pulled it out, I thought you were about to load a bong. I was like, yeah. oh, okay, so Hell it's going to yeah. be that kind of episode. <laughs> okay, alright. Kind of we're going to be uh, smoking some reefer. I mean, it is legal in Missouri now. Dude, now, yeah. You know? <laughs> but not Kansas. Dude, I've
2: been pulled over so many times and, like, had my gourd in my cup holder. <laughs> and, like, just because I had a friend that sold it and I'm like a hella nerd and like, love researching things and, like, I might be on... Leaning on the spectrum of things, I uh, I just, like, just info-dumped on, like, any cop that, like, starts questioning me about it. Like, I just info dump. Like, it's full of so many vitamins and minerals. It has manganese, selenium, like... And, like I bye. feel like the cop's
0: just like, all right, you don't need the ticket. I yeah, won't yeah. give it to you. Fine. Just please. Dude, I know. Don't subject me
2: to this. I will just let you off with a warning. Dude, it's great. <laughs> like, this one time, like, coming back from Lawrence, like, like I got pulled over, and they, like... They searched my car because they saw a green leafy substance, and oh my like gosh. they were like, "Yeah, you're free to go." And I just kept them there and kept talking about it, and they were like, "Well, okay. while
1: we're here,
0: And
2: like." And then like they just messed with their walkies. and they were like,
1: "We have
0: to go." Sorry, sorry, we got a code blue. Yeah. We, got, we got a code. Whatever. We, I got to dip out. I real, real, real sorry about that.
2: Uh, granted, this was at
0: 3 a.m. Oh, that's
2: amazing. Even I got done doing a shoot out there, and I like made mate to like
0: help me get up. <laughs> yeah. Well, that sounds probably more healthy than uh, you know, smoking substances. But this reminds me of a friend. Uh, shout out to uh, Tommy, close friend of mine, and he's got some funny stories. He's uh, a real big hookah smoker. Oh yeah. I don't know if you've ever partaken of. Yeah. This my family I was still, in youth group once. You were in youth group okay, yeah, that's why I figured you know, like, it, it was at some point like an eighteen year old, nineteen year old thing <laughs> yeah. where it was like hookah bars were like the place to go if you weren't old enough to go drinking, and so you just go to and my family was not convinced it wasn't pot. They were just yeah. like, What is this hookah business that you're out here going to s- hookah bars and smoking I'm like it's, it's not it, real it, cigarettes? It's it's just it's just a hundred cigarettes over the course of an hour, mom. Yeah. It's fine. Just leave it alone. But anyways, he he has this whole rig or setup where he likes to drive and have a hookah Oh set my up. god.
2: That no, that that sounds so like Middle Eastern. Oh yeah, Why like
0: so? And he worked at some like he worked with some Middle Eastern people like in restaurants and stuff. Oh, that's awesome. But he had a moment like a night where him and some buddies were like, I don't know, they were on this kind of cross stake road trip and he had the hookah in the back seat and he had like this whole thing rigged, like he built a box for it to like keep it upright. <laughs> keep it from falling over and burning them alive and they got pulled over by the cops and i'm not even gonna go at all i mean he the story it just doesn't do is just one day maybe i'll get him on the show to tell the whole story but Heck yeah like it comes to the point where like they think they're getting a big bust and they're like got these guys out on the curb you know That's like so face down in handcuffs and they're just all standing around looking at this contraption like what is this new elevated oh like my God. drug experience? What oh is my God. this? And it's
2: just tobacco.
0: <laughs> like they had guns in the car, and like the next day when they were like being released and stuff, because I think there was like a little bit of marijuana and like a pipe okay. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they end up like have to like get bailed out or something, you know. And they got just like some bullshit, you know, Florida ticket for having a little bit. Yeah, of, yeah. They gave them back their guns. They gave them back like all their shit except for the hookah in the box. They just like, no, no, this thing needs to be quarantined. Whatever. Oh this Oh my thing. god, we need to. They I don't know if they're going to be. We need to study them. this. We need to study this. This is going to be in our cadet school. Like, oh my god, the future of like kids and the, their <laughs> vapings and their. <laughs> Are your kids hookahing in their car? Are your kids in the car? This is your brain on drugs of <laughs> hookah. This is your brain's off <laughs> scrambled eggs. Yes. Well, I'm glad you're being healthy. I'm uh, doing dry January. <laughs> Heck yeah. So that's been feeling good. Yeah, just kind of, you know, take the opportunity for the new year. Do a nice little reset. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Just like. Kind of one of those things where you don't realize how much you partake in it until you're like going out and hanging out with friends. And yeah. they're like, you're at a bar and you're like, oh, yeah, I guess I'm not drinking, you know. It's yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like not a big thing of like, oh, I have this like alcohol problem at home. But it was just like, oh, OK, I'm out here hanging out with people and I, uh, I'm i not going to drink. So, yeah, it's been really good, been really healthy, you know. So I got my substitute here, my my Arizona tea, oh. you know, <laughs>
2: When when I've gone out, I've done bitters and soda water.
0: Oh, that's smart.
2: Because yeah, it's like a little bit of flavor or something, yeah. And it's like not alcoholic enough, right? Yeah,
0: that's genius. Yeah, I, I didn't really know what to order. I was like, I don't really want to order soda and stuff, so I just drink water. And I <laughs> felt like I was like, this is the most hydrated I've ever been oh, leaving dude. a bar. <laughs> like this and you're is like, the most. <laughs> I'm
2: breaking the seal every five. <laughs> like I minutes. literally, yeah, I yeah. really
0: did. I I broke. Like I had to pee so bad when I got <laughs> yes. home, and I was like. This was just water. That's just amazing, the compulsion Dude. of just Yeah. All right, I'm keeping up. I'm having having my cups of water. Heck yeah. <laughs> Don't mind if I love it. Yeah, last time we were hanging out and everybody on the show can thank Jesse because the the miracle that is recording uh on cameras and audio, I've had so many like troubleshooting errors and just this guy like helped me like Beyond words, like, I mean, I need you to understand, like, you shaved off probably, like, three hours of editing per episode, like, just a fucking hand clap for this guy, this audio engineer genius, and the last time he was here, uh, you were saying that you were going to a transcendental meditation the next day, Yeah, and so you were kind of doing the same thing of, like, limiting any kind of influencing substances, just kind of like a, a physical detox to kind of prepare for the mental journey. Yeah. So what was that
2: like? So I'm a very skeptical person and very cynical but also very optimistic at the same time. So like uh going into it, I was like, okay, I don't I don't know how I feel about transcendental meditation like the the Christian stuff that I grew up in. It was like it's demonic. It's like You're talking to demons and then like reading everything about it. It's like, oh, it's only demonic because it's an Eastern religion, not religion, but it's an Eastern practice that some people that are in Eastern religions use and do. So therefore, it's demonic. But the basis of Christianity was Eastern and origin. So if it's not Western
0: Christianity, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: what? There's brown people? It must be demonic. That's, uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Anyway, so, uh, one of, like, my big heroes in, like, creative stuff and, like, directing style and, like, general, like, interaction with people is, like, David Lynch. And he talks highly of it, of, uh, transcendental meditation. So, uh, my wife and I were like, hey, like, we want to try this so, like we've done like the inner healing stuff with christian stuff we've done talk therapy um we've tried like uh medicinal mushrooms we've tried like everything we're like let's just do this and i mean i'm a weekend and it's pretty tight um i'm trying to think is there any like s- specifics that you're thinking you want me to hit on on Just
0: well just kind of i mean yeah i imagine you can't you know, it, I mean, I know it's a cult following too. You oh, said dude, so we yeah. can't probably know what ha- actually happened behind closed yeah, doors. Yeah, yeah. You have yeah. to like no. Yeah. So you were just say that you were say that like apparently yeah, a bunch of California white people took hold of it. And were are like, yes, this is our identity now. Oh <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh, dude, totally. Like it's with with anything that's like not like American, like you have so many people that like jump on it and they're like, this is my personality. This is who I am, <laughs> and like. I feel like same with like the teachings of Jesus, like uh, Maharishi, the guy who brought the the technique to the States in the 60s, he like gave his teachings, gave his lectures and all of that. And like, you know, people went and ran with it rather than like listening to what he was actually saying.
0: Like, they were like, oh, this is this now. Just like the people who immediately immediately learn Namaste, yeah, <laughs> for yeah, yeah. Yoga, like, Namaste, Namaste. Yeah, my uh, so
2: the the guy, my teacher, that like taught me uh, the technique, and it's 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 a so the the transcendental meditation technique isn't like a you're forcing your mind, you're not forcing your thoughts, you're mm. not restricting things, you're more so agreeing, and. Uh, preferring like they give you a mantra but it's not a like you have to focus on this this means something it's mm-hmm. it like the, the correlation that I had is like when in the Christian circles speaking in tongues you're speaking in a language that you don't know but you just keep repeating it repeating it and like but it's you're being intentional with it you're not just mm-hmm. running your mouth and so it's like you're focusing on anytime like you're thinking you're just saying this this phrase over and over or like this one syllable thing as you're Mm. breathing and then like your body and your mind start to like hone in and focus and the picture with within the teachings that they give is like the mind is like the ocean at the top it's very tumultuous but as you go deeper and deeper Mm. and deeper it's calmer and it's like it's harder for things to uh, impact, like if you're going down uh, or if you're moving around. Like, it, that's the picture that they give. Like, th- it's not so much noise, um, which is something that I kind of noticed, like, within the first, like, few days. And I'm like, holy shit, my, like, I don't feel as anxious. I don't feel as, like, chaotic. Um, that's a great metaphor.
0: Yeah. The ocean and going deeper. And so, <coughs> with, like, what is the transcendent part? Is it kind of like your the goal is to, because you said you're not trying to force your mind into this, like, yeah. don't think about yeah, yeah. work and don't think about this experiences. But what is the ideal, like, transcending?
2: <laughs> yeah. So, like, with their, at least what I understand of with the transcendence is it's you're not, you're not letting your mind focus on every single thought and your any thought that comes up when you're meditating like they're they say that uh, it's the body itself it's the mind releasing stress and you can either agree and keep following that or prefer the mantra that has no meaning but helps you go deeper because the one of the teachings is like the mind wants to follow and go deeper and deeper naturally that's why like wow like you you keep like you keep trying to get the same experience but you have to keep upping your dose you have to like what like whatever in general mm-hmm. because the mind is craving something deeper and the transcendent part is you're getting to the floor of the ocean and then you're becoming one with the floor of the ocean and like that's pure consciousness like every like thing says, but it's like just existing with no like thoughts driving you, not being led by anything, but just being there for a moment. Like in mm. in the silence. And yeah. it's super interesting. And like I still don't understand it. I'm still skeptical. I'm still like <laughs> I don't even know if that if this is working, but like I feel like it's working. Like I'll try
0: it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Whatever helps with my anxiety, you know. <laughs> Dude, yeah,
2: yeah. And <laughs> I don't know, like, it's funny, because, like, they, the, the, a lot of the teachings are, uh, uh, you don't, you don't hold on to the thoughts, but if there's something that resonates, and it's still present after your meditation, then logically consider it. Okay. Like, think about it with logic, because, like, like, a lot of times, like, you know, a lot of people, when they go meditate, and they're doing that forceful, like, I'm not, I'm, like, I'm using all my effort to not think about something. And then they have a thought and they're like, during my meditation, I had this thought. Mm -hmm. And it's like, (laughs) no, no, that doesn't mean it's important. It just means like your brain was bringing that up. Squirrel. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. (laughs) Um, And like, yeah, the whole thing within like, and it could be like their technique of teaching is it's effortless. It's you come innocently, you do this, without forcing anything and like it gets easy like that could be that uh like conditioning of like if you keep if you tell someone yeah 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 like placebo effect it could be Mm. that or it could be
0: actually it's true and so i'm still like "Ah." you're like is this a placebo pill or yeah is it tapping into something real and probably the real is what you do you know yeah you discover for yourself kind of thing you know and
2: like people can go through the course. I, I'm just aware that like, it can be kind of (laughs) culty, um, like some of the following and some of the things, but like, I, I see the reason behind it of like, we, they want it to be a one-on-one, like one teacher teaching one person. Oh, so you weren't like in a room with (coughs) a bunch of people. No, it was just me with one person and like kind of talked through the thing. And then, um, yeah, like, so,
0: it's <laughs> like that sounds really cool, though. Like being able to be in a personal that way. With, yeah, like, I was picturing like a room of like twenty people. Oh no, no, no! no. It's, it's one like,
2: person, and like, like they're like set aside two hours. It may be an hour. Like so, yeah.
0: Did it feel like time went by fast or oh, slow? Because I've heard like
2: yeah, like for me, it felt like it went by fast, and I was like super surprised. And I don't know, I like I like that. They have like a sliding scale and it's based on the honor system of going through it, going through the course. <coughs> but they have emphasis on those that are like veterans, those suffer from PTSD, those that are abuse victims. They have like grants for those people to go through the course. Wow. Um, which is like, well, that's crazy. That's that's great. And I I realized like. It's It's funny. Like, a lot of people that I had interacted with that said that they did transcendental meditation, I was like, you're a little weird. I don't (laughs) like this. And I then realized, like, after talking to them further and hearing their story, and it's like, oh, you've, like, been through a bunch of war, and, like, this is, like, your entire body and, like, the way that you interact and perceive the world Has been affected because of war, because of that, and like this is what you're doing to help combat that. And so I felt like shit
0: because I was like immediately judging, like, (laughs) like people. You're a weirdo (laughs) meditating. That's yeah. Well, and yeah, like you we alluded to at the beginning. You kind of grew up similar, probably Christian past that I did. Yeah. So anything like you said that wasn't Western theology, Christian theology anything that had to, the words meditation was definitely deemed like demonic evil demonic evil you're inviting spirits yeah, into yeah. your your body and fit, you know your spirit <laughs> yeah um and i don't know you even, you've said mentioned something about praying in tongues and that's something that is kind of a weird experience for me um because Like that was the kind of like church and culture I was part of was like very much believed in miracles, signs and wonders, praying in tongues. And so for years I prayed in tongues. Just kind of like learned to like um, basically almost go into a trans like state and just utter nonsense. And it would like invariably like be very healing for me oh, it yeah. was and i apparently there's all these studies where they study people who are do it, speaking in tongues and it's like the only like the people who practice and do it all the time uh, and again everyone go research this yourself i could be yeah, just yeah, yeah. giving you totally but i know it. you but i know that yeah. there's you know I've r- i've heard or read some stuff that they actually did like 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 studying neurological like you know, firing and stuff, and like basically, it was just their, um, just the electrical signals of speaking was yeah. working, but yeah. like their mind and all, like the, the prefrontal cortex, discern all that was like inactive yeah. during. So there's just weird things like that. That, truthfully, was a loss to me when I like kind of walked away from my faith, or kind of had this whole deep faith deconstruction where it's like, you know, at first it was just like, oh, it's just bullshit and nonsense yeah, yeah. that I'm uttering. But then I found, like, myself, like, in some, like, very dire, like, if I just had, like, a really shitty day or I don't, like, it'll come back. Oh, like, dude, I same. C- yeah. I, can, I can pray in tongues. Yeah. Like, not on command, really. Kind of, maybe. I won't do it for you now. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We can go for it. <laughs> Someone will, now, any any Christian watch they'll be like, yeah, "That's the Satan's tongues now." Like, because oh apparently hippies. there's a there's a altered dark, dark version of tongues. Always, there's always something like yeah. in, if there
2: can be a Christian version, there can be a right. demo- the why. dichotomy of like
0: <laughs> good and bad, white and black. Yeah, with Christian worldview. So if you pray in tongues and you're not necessarily a professing Christian anymore, it must be Satan tongues. <laughs> but it's just like something that was a loss for me. And mm-hmm. when I started to engage in meditative practices again, kind of my brain finding that, that river, that yeah. kind of yeah. like inlet of flow again, um, that was very similar to tongues. And so I don't know. It's yeah. A, it's all weird. And, uh, uh, and that's why I like exploring it yeah. because it's like, I'm not here to give anyone answers of like, yeah, Christianity is the right way because tongues is like an, actually a phenomenon that, cause you, one could argue the same thing with Buddhist meditation or any kind of, Oh like, yeah. They're, like there's they're, they've done the same studies where like, hey, this like parts of the brain are shutting yeah. off and like they're hyper focused on these they've like, done the same studies with like transcendental
2: meditation as well. Yeah. Like like it's like it it overlaps and it's I definitely think it's something with like your using a phrase that your mind isn't able to focus on, hmm. but only the parts of the body that like create the word are like firing. So it's like your brain is like, "What the hell are we doing?" and like you're just you're just rowing or digging or like whatever is like hmm you know, words
0: I'm just <laughs> words <laughs>
2: <laughs> just say say your things,
0: yeah, I've heard uh, another metaphor I heard or someone described as like uh as part again this might not relate to transcendental meditation, but in meditation in general, when you're trying to. Like you said, focus on that mantra. Focus on like reaching that ocean floor. Yeah, they said, and your mind suddenly is disrupted um, and resurfaces. You know, to think about a work email or something else. They said they they kind of gave me an example of like picture yourself at like a stream again water metaphors seem to be really good for meditation it works (laughs) it works real well we're
2: i mean we're like what 75 percent water or something like that. preach it
0: preach it we're we're, now we're getting somewhere (laughs) but like yeah there was something like when the thought arises it's kind of like yeah it'd be like stopping to pick up a stone in the river yeah and just like okay you're here now like look at that thought i have an email take note of it and then just Gracefully set it back in the river. And yeah. Keep the flow going. Yeah. But like don't try to resist and be angry at yourself because your mind stopped to like look at this thing. Yeah. <laughs> and focus on it. I don't know if that relates or if they gave well, yeah, similar yeah, strategies. Yeah, for- the,
2: the metaphor that they gave again still in the ocean is like you have there's some some things that are like trauma based that your body remembers your body does remember traumatic things and stressors and things. Yeah. And it's like a bubble that is coming up from the ocean floor, like something really deep down there, like traumatic and like the bubbles are just coming up. And so like they're hitting you as you're trying to dig deeper and keep going. Hmm. But again, they're bubbles and they're going past like you can, you can look and experiencing and experience them and like feel that pain or that trauma or just, Oh the body is saying hey this is something that's stressing me out you can just let it move on hmm. like let it release um another one is like it's it's a fish flying by or a school of fish that are swimming by that they can pull your attention but in the teaching it's like consider the mon- uh, like prefer the mantra over the thought okay. and so like you can get lost in that it's fine. Like if that's what happens, if that, whatever. But when you remember, like you're not like saying that rhythmic thing, go back to it. Hmm.
0: So, wow. So you said you kind of went to the like class and then now you've been kind of, are you trying to re- incorporate it into like daily routine or is yeah, it kind of like,
2: like, so they, they made a, a request. They said, it's not a requirement. Like no, like, uh, they're not very religious about it, but they're like, we suggest this, like no, no alcohol, no drugs, like uh, during this like two week period of their course, and yeah, I've been doing it two times a day, and it's been tight. Wow, uh, um, like super fun. Like out of out of a couple of the sessions, uh, uh like meditation sessions that I've done, it's been like. I've had like a refreshed or renewed like creativity for things. And so like I've been writing things down. I've been like working on a lot more things and having like a better focus for like tasks in front of me. And then also saying, hey, I don't want to do this. Like this doesn't work for me. Like some work things and like some uh, like projects that I was working on with some other people. Just like, hey, like. I'm going to put a pause on this right now. Like this isn't serving me and I'm kind of doing it out of a place of, uh, unhealth, not being healthy. Yeah. And like, it just like the whole thing just helped me to like stand back and look. And another thing is like, I've noticed that I'm more sensitive to, um, like interactions with people and like, uh, like f- feeling like someone's energy or whatever. And it's super weird. Cause like, I like, I'm a very heady person, very in my head. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Screw your feelings. Screw your, like, <laughs> I, I don't feel anything kind of thing. And then like, I'm like, Oh, they're really hurting right now. <laughs> and like, it like, it hits me hard. And like, this is a weird experience. So it's like
0: increasing your perceptivity. Yeah. It's we- <laughs> like, you got, you're like, I'm, am i spider-man <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. like let me try to shoot some web <laughs> do yeah. i have superpowers now yeah <laughs> spidey senses <is> tingling <laughs> spidey senses tingling i think it's really important like what you just brought up too and uh I, it resonates with me as far as like uh struggling with boundaries oh yeah and i've done it for years i just Whatever it is. I just am bad about advocating for myself when, like...
2: You want to be helpful. You want to be liked. You want right. to serve. And, like, I, th- I know for me it came from, like, the church. Yes. Like, uh-huh. that up, upbringing of, like, I want to have a servant's heart. Right. I want God to love you me You come more. second yeah. in front of, like, somebody Other, else or, yeah.
0: or the ministry. and Yeah. And I've done that, too, with, like, the nonprofit jobs I've had where it's, like, okay, I just need to, like you know suck it up for the cause yeah. just get out there i'm a fucking white dude i should just do it you know it's funny <laughs> how you could just trade one like set of shames like christian like i'm just a worm i'm worthless god you know i'll never be good in god's eyes and then just like center yourself again in like bullshit ways to be like dude oh woe is me i'm a white man i should just the body suck. remembers trauma and prefers it wait what i know and i know it's like yeah for self-preservation and it's meant oh, to yeah. try to protect but no, definitely it can be, like, that's that's neuronal, neuronal wiring mm-hmm. happening in our brain. So I think that's what I get excited about, like, with meditative practices or, like, using that as a way to be more self-aware and understand, like, okay, yeah. why am I feeling like, you know, someone's asked me to help do something. I said yes, but I feel this uh, this honest, like, gut thing of, like, God, I don't want to do this. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I just, <laughs> I just shortcut my brain, just shortcut to, you're going to feel better after you go help that person and do it. And you never do, you know, yeah, like yeah. You just, you're going to do it and then you're going to feel bitter that you didn't just take time for yourself yep, and be honest with your feelings no, <laughs> and definitely. like, that's what you needed to do. But the shortcut, the lie was, oh, okay, I want to feel self-fulfilled through other people's view of me. Yeah. it's it's bullshit like i can't yeah it's like it's not that it's a bad thing that i you know like we all get good feels good chemical vibes when we help or when we're there for a friend but when it becomes toxic is when it makes that shift where it's like Mm -hmm. i have to do this thing or i have to endure a conversation you know i feel like i've done that too where like i'm putting up with someone's like just bullshit rambling about something and just like i'm trying to show grace and understanding but i also just like I've been better about like separating myself. Like, all right, uh, I got to. I'm gonna you know, walk away now. I'm gonna walk away now. I'm not gonna just keep feeding or introduce them to time. someone else and say, "Hey, have you met them?" And <laughs> just walk off. If you ever see me doing that, just know I love you, people, and I, I'm not trying to disavoid you. I, I you know, <laughs> <laughs> Micah, you just did that the other day. No, <laughs> it's it's a diet. Don't thing. pawn me off, Micah. Don't no, pawn God. me off. Just yes. look me in the eyes and say you don't like talking to me. No. <laughs> yeah, my God. No, but like I don't know, just yeah, with yeah, family or friends. It's just we always want to be there for people, but I really respect people who are just like, you know, hey, can you help? Can you do this thing? No, I'm sorry, I can't. Yeah. And don't give me a reason. Don't try to give an excuse. And it's yeah. just like, cool, no worries. I, yeah. I I I I have to yeah. So I don't know. I think meditation, if it can help with those everyday things, how much less anxiety? Can we create in our lives that isn't just like self-perpetuated? Oh yeah. <laughs> like yeah. it's like, oh, okay, I have a very hectic, chaotic life. Also, I have uh autonomy and control over how much oh, yeah. chaotic hecticness I allow in my life. And yeah. so if I just practice that, you know, I won't need uh Xanax or whatever pills <laughs> the, yeah. the, the big farmer wants to give yes. me. Again, take your pills if you gotta take your pills. If you I'm need not, them, I'm not judging take them. people. Yeah. But I think like, I don't know, with anything that's medicinal properties, like even you brought up like psilocybin, that you you know, I think the same kind of thing that like whether you are on prescription medication or whatever, if you can do that in conjunction with these kind of practices. Yeah. I think that because like, I don't know, just like someone even gave me um, um, just some really good advice. Like when you wake up in the morning, don't like, yeah, I hit the alarm because it's on my phone. Yeah. But don't immediately go sit on the toilet and start flipping through TikTok. You know, don't just so hard. It's so hard, dude. And sometimes like, I feel like, okay, I need to wake up. So like, and I'm here on the, you know, I've got nothing else to do. I'm going to read an article or start doing some social scrolling. And it's like, but when you give yourself that 30 minutes, like I've noticed, like when I just give myself that 30 minutes to an hour, how much less anxious I feel about the start of my day.
2: Dude. Okay. So the, the practices, the meditation, the words, the transcendental meditation practice, they say two times a day. They suggest once in the morning and then once before your evening meal. Some people do like before lunch, but I've noticed that if I am on my phone before I do my morning one, like it's like, it takes me extra long time to actually get to like a centered point. And like I mean time just is going by fast but like it's like it just feels like more chaotic cuz i've like yes. awakened that part of the brain of like all of the the dopamine that it's seeking and like all of the stressors and all of the negativity of like the different algorithms like trying to keep you like scrolling and i'm like <sighs> <laughs> but then the days that i'm like actually like you know what i'm not going to look at my phone like I'm yeah. going to take a notepad and write down whatever thoughts I have before I meditate. And then I'm going to meditate. And then I come out of it and I'm like, hell yeah, let's take on the day. Yeah. And I'm like, why can't I keep doing that?
0: I know, <laughs> yeah. dude. It's same thing with like, I don't know, for me going to the gym or any of these other like healthier practice. Like I feel great after I do the thing. Yeah. But why is it such a big mental buildup to like go get to the gym, do the exercises and like reap the reward afterwards yeah and and i guess the point is like you're not always going to get those feel-good chemical rewards and the more it just becomes habit and habitual the more it becomes ingrained in your everyday life and that's kind of like with any of these practices right like yeah we're not going to just transform one day and suddenly i'm this this very zen person who it's (laughs) it's a day by day and take it as it
2: comes kind of thing
0: yeah Yeah, and there's gonna be days where we do better than others, but for me, I just always wonder, like the people who are who like whatever in this world, or yeah, yeah. yeah. But then they're making TikToks about it. I'm like, how do you, how do you do that? How do you, what structure do you have in your life? Right, yeah. To be like, all right, now we're gonna do a meditation practice, and this is how you incorporate your day life. But you had to take time to film it. I guess one could argue I'm doing the same thing with this podcast. (laughs) How like, meta explore, and yeah.
2: ironic can you get?
0: Right. Don't look at social media bullshit. Oh, but unless you're watching Pray for Micah. Also, <laughs> check out my social media. Also, at. check out Pray for Micah on TikTok Instagram. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so good. Well, I I heard someone say, and I don't necessarily like the word diet, but I did he- hear someone say once that, yeah, just kind of like how we have to be conscientious of our food intake. Same thing with our like digital intake, like technology and like yeah. basically, you know, um kind of having like a technology diet. Yeah. We're yeah. like, okay, I'm gonna constrain myself. Okay, I'm not gonna do it the first hour. I wake up and I'm gonna do something else instead. And I think that those little shifts um yeah, eventually play out into bigger impacts in our everyday yeah. behaviors. I
2: know my wife has on her phone, she has like her instagram facebook and whatever other social media like limited to two hours total for all of it so like it's funny because she's gotten extremely productive (laughs) and i'm like i'm above that (laughs) i
1: mean i've transcended that yeah
2: float in and out i mean granted like self-worth isn't based in like productivity but it's just like you know, sure. I, I'm seeing like, oh man, you're doing the thing that you've been wanting
0: to do, and I am not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm still over here scrolling. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, uh, and, it, and it does feel good, and that's why like I told myself, if I I don't have any New Year's resolutions per se, but my intentions, or if you want to put it that way, is like okay, less self sabotaging, and I feel like that's like an example of that. It's like you're right. It's not about trying to just yeah, because there's a whole capitalistic model, right? Be a productive person. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're not maximizing all your time, you know, working on your personal projects, working on yourself, then these things become work. And that's yeah. not the goal. It's to detach yeah. from work or detach from that matrix living. <laughs> yeah, you're not meant to be a worker. <laughs> right. And <clears throat> yeah, but I self-sabotage but it's like. Oh, I do. Ag- I start to do the good things. I start to like fulfill the projects, and then it's like, all right, now it's time to binge watch five hours of The Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <season>. <laughs> which I did this week. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. it's great. The, the, yeah, the last season was pretty good. Yeah, you know, there's no condemnation. It needed in Christ to end, though. Jesus. Wait, wait, <laughs> <laughs> amen, preacher brother. <laughs> so yeah, let's can we explore that? Like, so what was like you said the last six years that you, in mm-hmm. your and like w- what I read earlier? And so I'm curious, like. What was like that time frame? It was very specific. So that's why I yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. what happened to you six years ago? As oh. the church would like to know. Like Oh dude, yeah. What happened to you? <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> so it's interesting. Like I've, I have to go way back. So I was in a crap ton of different denominations as a as a, a young young one, a youngster, a little kid. Um was in non-denominational like family, like my family was very open to questioning a lot of things and like just saying, Hey, that doesn't seem right. And we got asked to leave a lot of churches. Hmm. Um, Like, Hey, it's weird that you're doing that from the pulpit. What, why are there motorcycles on the stage? And why are we playing this (laughs) secular music? Like, like things like that. Um, or like, why is the pastor sh- constantly saying that everyone needs to listen to what he says, not what Jesus says? Or like, hey, why when you're reading like a passage in the Bible, do you skip over like the a lot of a lot of different points to just make a point that is unrelated to this? I was really big into hermeneutics, like, as a 10-year-old. Like, I was homeschooled, and, (laughs) like, no... I had a lot of friends, but not a lot of friends, you know? Like, I was popular with a lot of people, but I was also... My dad let me listen to, like, the Ramones, so I was too secular for a lot of these homeschool kids. (laughs) So none of them wanted to hang out or were allowed to, so I was on Wikipedia. I was reading Bible commentaries and, like... Like I was the annoying kid that was like asking questions a lot. And uh also because of my parents just don't don't uh don't agree with what authority says, like question it is <laughs> like what I learned. And so yeah, we got
0: that's a good that's a good yeah, like thing to pass down, I yeah. think. Yeah.
2: So got kicked out of a lot of churches and um like my mom had an experience where uh it was like the last church that we kind of like got kicked out of in uh, Memphis, and I'm from Memphis, Tennessee. I was gonna say, yeah, you
0: didn't grow up here. Oh, I mean, I'm yeah, sure yeah. you grew up here, but how how long like have you lived in Kansas City?
2: Uh, we moved here, I think, end of 2008. Okay. Um. So yeah, however many years that is. Uh, so yeah. Uh. My mom said that she heard the voice of God say, "Go to Kansas City." and randomly like the next month someone gave her a CD from uh from uh <laughs> the International House of Prayer. And oh right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh favorite diet cult and <laughs> favorite diet cult. <laughs> um yeah, there might
0: be less diet than we think. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> um, and we were like what's this? This is weird. And then next year we visited and we were like, "Oh, this is awesome." Like it's not as racist as it is in Memphis and like there's people my age that I've befriended like and I just moved like I I'm visiting and they want me to hang out with them what is this like I've never never had that because it was all very like oh you're not in our clique we don't want to hang out with you kind of stuff so all of that was in was in IHOP worked did the school thing did the uh the media thing uh I then left uh, to go make more money uh, because it's hard to pay bills uh, and do anything (laughs) without – it's hard to do anything living in a, like, poverty mindset. Right. And –
0: which Church is really good about that. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. We (laughs) – growing up poor, it was just like, well – Jesus was really poor. So Yeah, you have to be like Jesus. <laughs> yeah. But Jesus was a carpenter, so he had m- mm, okay. Right. Anyway, um yeah, I I started working jobs and things. Like worked at musician's friend. I worked at a uh, apartment complex as a groundskeeper, as a maintenance man, and then as a leasing consultant, and then Uh, like in that kind of like okay what's happening like with my faith like that was probably like eight years ago nine years ago Mm -hmm. um and no 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 it was seven years ago and then i uh started working at musician's friend met a guy who like was working as a touring musician and kind of took him as my mentor and i was like you're my mentor and he was like no you're my friend I was like okay tight and so like I quit that job and did the whole like I'm I'm a musician I'm a traveling musician and I'm back in the same thing of like poverty like (laughs) what am I doing what am I doing started working in the film industry and like seeing like more people like broadening my perspective I think really what I'm trying to say is like I've broadened my perspective past a lot of things and like being able to step away, take a breath, not live in the world because like a lot of the core tenets of Christian, like the teachings of Jesus are like things that resonate heavy with me. And like, like it's a big overlap of the teachings of Jesus for um, like within Buddhism, within uh, Hinduism, like how you interact with people, how you treat the world around you and how mm. you carry yourself so i don't know and then doing a lot of personal research since like a lot of my like self-worth as a kid was tied up in bible knowledge and yeah. s- like understanding like what did calvin say what did he mean when he meant this what did uh saint uh, augustine mean when this and mm-hmm. like well, what was the hermeneutical context of this <laughs> and like I, I didn't preface it earlier, but hermeneutic, hermeneutics has to do with the original context of the historical document that you're referencing. And within Christianity, there's uh, an eisegesis interprete- interpretation or an exegesis interpretation. Eisegesis is your applying meaning to it, and then exegesis is your uh, taking meaning away from it. So like those are the different interpretations of it, but and like the right one is knowing the full context and um, applying that to what you're trying to say or what someone else is saying.
0: Basically, you need <coughs> to learn Latin, Greek, and yeah. Hebrew if you really want to get yeah <laughs> the original context of what folks are what that means and
2: which I did I did take <coughs> a, a Greek course just so I could read in uh what is it in um the New Testament, the, the phrase concerning homosexuality. Interesting. <laughs> like, just because like, I was like, everyone told me it means this. And then like, I'm like, I don't oh, think it's so. It's actually
0: child like rapists basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It,
2: well, like the, it, it means someone who is in authority taking advantage of. Oh, interesting. So, so that is like, that would be, uh, taking advantage of someone sexually, uh, because of their power. And so like, the The phrasing has to do with uh denying someone their their autonomy hmm. and like with that context, it's like, oh dude, this is a completely different like right. throw within you got a lot of uh bad people
0: <laughs> that think they're good it's, right, but yeah, yeah, they're all going to hell the same as liars and these other like things that yeah. And then hell, it, even hell can be, it's like, I've heard like, yeah, there's different words for what hell is. And we've been told the story that it's yeah. a literal lake of fire burning in another dimensional plane that our soul goes to. And Jesus was referring to a place right outside the city gates. Yeah, it, <laughs> like, like a burning trash and, uh, Yeah,
2: Like it was an allegory. It wasn't a literal thing. Yeah. Uh, my, so I, I didn't give like a clear like reason of like the six years um i just feel like the six years was like an enough time away from uh church stuff that i needed like that i was going to every sunday every wednesday every friday night kind of thing like enough space from that and then time to like journal think and process through stuff get therapy talk about things with other people and understand oh like a lot of the things that i went through that's not good and i need to actually get healing for that Hmm. and i chose to not take like the bitter path for a lot of things but like the um calling things out as i see it like within myself or within like ministry stuff and just being honest and like again like uh, not a lot of people like that when you're when you say like hey you're emotionally manipulating someone mm. <laughs> like y- and you're
0: trying to pay them less like that's not good yeah wow yeah it's um, it's it's amazing as that's, that's first of all that's just really cool that because i know like my goal has been trying not to go the bitterness route either mm-hmm. <laughs> And I, but I, it's, inev- it's inevitable to some cases. Like if you've put your faith and stock in a system of beliefs that have very narrowly given you an image of who Jesus was and what the Bible and all the stories in it contain, yeah. and how we have to treat Jonah and the whale is literal and just whatever. Just like I get that there's so much more beautiful, enriching things in th- in the scriptures that I can get now. Yeah. With kind of a unfiltered kind of it, it's still a, it's such an uphill battle for me, though, oh, because yeah. I can't help. But, you know, when I reengage that part of my life and try to, like, read those scriptures or whatever, while I know that there's a, it's not a blank slate for me. Oh, yeah. I can't. And so then I want to be bitter because, <laughs> well, like I said, even going back to things like. Uh, praying in tongues where it's like oh i i lost something i had this like meditative practice as a christian for so many years yeah didn't know it was meditation yeah but like when i yeah went through my faith deconstruction suddenly i'm not enriching my life with s- these practices and then now on this journey to figure out those those other practices that are parallel or have similar kind of um Uh, Goals isn't the right word, but same kind of outcomes it's wishing for you. Yeah. And yeah, basically, you know, not letting the bitterness hold me back from trying to um, see that maybe there's something deeper in the world. And uh, it's funny, you were talking about growing up homeschooled. (coughs) I also was homeschooled. So that meant that all of my textbooks were all like creation and scientists. (laughs) Like, did, yeah. Like, there'd be like, You know this is the mitochondria and they would have like some legit things and then there's a cross on the mitochondria right yeah there's just like a whole like pre before that chapter a paragraph about how you know during creation when god made all the animals and plants on this day that's when all these things came into be and then now we have all this science to share with you and so it's just funny because like I you know 33 years old and I like am obsessed with like PBS digital studios oh dude yeah and I watch like all their like science or like eons like channels about dinosaurs and I'm like telling friends like did you know that this you know the master- what's your favorite dinosaur did you yeah like yeah <laughs> seriously just like they're like, they're like yeah, Michael. We know because we went to public school. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, we, dang we know how old the Earth is. Yeah, did you know the Earth is? Like, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> that's 40. so great, and dude. It,
2: okay, I mean, just uh, info info dump for a second. Yeah, like because uh, again, come words. Uh, <laughs> my favorite like mind fuck like fact that I like heard. I don't know, last year and it like it just sits so well and uncomfortably with me is like, I think the oldest recorded uh, human um, writings is like 10,000 years old, but the existence of humans is traced back to over a hundred thousand years. So it's like the history of recorded human history is like one tenth of human existence. And it's like, this is great and terrifying <laughs> at the same time. I love it. Yeah, and, you realize how yeah. small
0: you are pretty quickly yeah, once yeah, yeah. you like realize the earth is not six thousand years old and you know, God just dumped all you know, Adam and Eve and the whole flow of the world's events unfolded after Dude, that. Yeah. You realize, like, oh, yeah, like and just like you're saying, all those, you know, tens of thousands of years of Shit, there could have been science and technology. We have no idea yeah. it existed back then. Ways yeah. of remedying illnesses and healing and stuff. And and and, and uh, you brought up something early before we started the episode about <coughs> pagan Christianity. And so, yeah, yeah. if we want to talk about that for a second, because yeah, you know, as an you know Scotch Irish guy, you know, I have to come to recognize that, like, yeah, if uh, <laughs> Rome and <laughs> if if they hadn't come and fucking conquered, uh, you know. All the Celts and stuff. Uh, I'd be practicing a totally different form of oh, faith. Oh, dude, yeah, <laughs> some real pagan shit. It's uh, it's really funny because you know you got all these white European uh, evangelicals who are like, "This is the definition of our faith and our our ancestor history <laughs> and stuff." And it's like, um, actually, you're probably a descent of a druid who probably yeah. did a lot of like animal sacrificing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no,
2: there, there's a couple of uh, like pagan uh scottish people that i follow just because it's like interesting because they're like this is what we have found is the teachings of this and it's like oh like a lot of things are like treat the earth right like right burn a fire every once in a while do this and i'm like that's great like (laughs) but uh throw some rune stones (laughs) down yeah yeah yeah. have a good time
0: (laughs) (laughs) magic mushrooms Yeah, yeah yeah Uh, Emanita I need to have a pagan on, like a true pagan on the show, just so I like I'll stop, you know, giving the Hollywood Cliff Notes versions of it. Oh, dude, hell yeah, (laughs) Um,
2: yeah. So the the book Pagan Christianity, Frank Viola. um, He like regularly says, "Look, I'm not a smart guy. Look, I'm not like a uh, scholar, but this is just." A project that i did and i partnered with a lot of ska- scholars um in like this research and some things are like have been disproven some things haven't but generally like the, the overall thing is like the history of christianity has been very pragmatic hmm. like oh if we assume this like holiday we won't get persecuted because they won't know that we're not celebrating what they're celebrating. Like, oh, like, if we meet on the same day, we won't get persecuted. Like, Hmm. things like that. Um, But it also then goes into once, like, after uh, uh, Augustine's, not Augustine, uh, Constantine's Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Roman Empire, Uh, Christianity was the faith of the Romans and like that's when a lot of things within Christianity kind of melded into what we have today like it was a popular thing of orators like traveling uh, giving their speeches and then receiving money after their speech Um, meeting on the Sunday was a big thing like Rome was known for taking many religions and throwing them all together and like whichever flavor of the month was the religion of Hmm. Rome. Um, So like that's, that's where like I believe a lot of things kind of went downhill. But I mean, before that, like they went and killed a bunch of Gnostics. They killed anyone that didn't believe like the Christians killed a lot of people that didn't believe what they did. So like, it's kind of in the bloodline of the uh of the uh, the church to like you know eradicate people that don't believe what you believe
0: and i heard or it was like if i know my if i recall the history it was like a pretty short window turnaround it was like from constantine instituting it as like the new like state faith yeah yeah to like within 100 years they were persecuting people who didn't yeah like, but yeah. just like a hundred years before that, yeah, like they were killing Christians, feeding them to lions in the Colosseum, and all this, you know. And we always like want to talk about that in the church, like yeah, the persecution yeah. time frame, you know, when all the apostles and everybody was killed over the course after Jesus, you know, had you know resurrected and ascended and all that. We want to like skip the part where like, oh yeah, but within a hundred years they then went on a like a fifteen hundred year yeah. conquest, yeah, and then, you know, never mind, it led to the crusades, and you know, just, yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah, it I don't know, it baffles me, um just again, when you think about humanity and history, and just what critical events could have unfolded that played out differently and we'd have a whole different world today. One of the things I read or heard um, was about Cyrus the Great. Mm -hmm. And he, this was like, I mean, kind of more ancient world before Rome and everything. And they were basically had conquered the Jews and (coughs) like, you know, Israel and Judah and all that. And they were in captivity Um, but then what they basically like they're, he's praised in the Bible. Like the Jewish people praise him and saying he's like a godsend because he let them keep their faith. Mm -hmm. So unlike all the other previous conqueror, like Babylon and all this stuff, like they were trying to eradicate the Jewish faith and stuff. It was like when Cyrus the Great, he, he just wanted to create a huge empire. So he was like, okay, cool. Now you pay a tax, but you get to keep all your traditions. Yeah, We won't burn all your documents and your temples. You get to keep all of it. And so in like just that difference, like he could have eradicated them and we wouldn't have, you know, well, Judaism, but even Christianity that spawned yeah. from Judaism and all the faiths that have like diverged since then over the th- you know, few thousand years. And just like that one moment. So some people look at it like, see, it's God's divine intervention. Well, then why didn't God protect these other people? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I guess the Jewish people are just that important, you know? Yeah. It's like, we're going to keep this one religious group alive. Yeah. It's like nomad group. (laughs) Yeah. And we're going to bring about the salvation of the world through them. And you just realize, like, in another universe, that didn't happen. And probably a God-Jesus figure emerged from some other kind of faith construct but yeah
2: like it wouldn't He wouldn't have been a jewish kid
0: yeah you know? <laughs> yeah i don't know just time and and how which we're just a flicker of you know a spark of of a match and then we're gone yeah and humanity and our predisposition to try and like squelch our fears by conquering and by like yeah. subduing um at some point when we get to like self-actualization, <laughs> yeah, we realize, oh, it is all love and we're all interconnected. And yeah. uh, the things that I thought were just pagan, heretical, evil, demonic shit oh, I realize that's just the narrative telling me that that's yeah. what that is. But if I had grown up and probably my ancestors did, we're probably druids. They probably had a very meaningful life, you know, connected oh, yeah. to nature and yeah. <laughs> the like, universe. So,
2: like, with my, like, deconstruction journey, like, I, I talked to a friend of mine who is, like, still actively a Christian. But he was just, <clears throat> he was very, like, he was like, yeah, I know some of this might is might be bullshit, but, like, It makes me feel good and makes me, like, think I'm going to be okay, so I'm just going to keep doing it. Mm. And I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah, I think that's what, like, a lot of things are. Like, a lot of religion is. And I'm like, like, my wife and I, we joke. We're like, like, there are a lot of things that we agree with in Christianity, but there's a lot of things that we disagree with, but we're both atheist agnostic and like whatever in between and but like the main core tenet is like don't be a piece of shit to people <laughs> don't and, be like, an asshole <laughs> and try to be genuine like um, and like you still like as a human you still have like a sense of wrong and right and like some would say like that's just from societal upbringing but like there's something of like don't take from someone else something that's theirs. That's like throughout like all of like human existence, like there's a general respect of someone else's breathing. Right. And like, like you should like respect people's autonomy. Like, so I don't know. It's this weird thing. There's a quote from uh John Mark McMillan, John Mark McMillan, mm-hmm. who said, uh, what is it? Four days a week, I'm an atheist. Uh, two days, uh, I'm agnostic. And one day, I'm a Christian. <laughs> and he's like, that's how my faith has always been. <laughs> <And> I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that feels true.
0: <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. I, 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 My whole thing, I've told people, it's like, there's definitely days where I wake up where I feel like I can sneeze and I'd be an atheist, you know. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. Other days I wake up and I'm like suddenly praying in tongues or. Dude, like <laughs> I know it's so
2: it's so weird. Like, it, and I think there's validity in the fluidity. <laughs> oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. That needs to be on a t-shirt. Oh hell yeah,
0: validity in the fluidity.
2: And like that, I think that also that applies for like a lot of people with their sexuality, their gender, but also like religion, like. Mm-hmm. Not religion in like, I'm practicing everything, but a, like, there are a lot of things that resonate in every religion. Right. And because I had that Christian upbringing and I loved reading the Bible and everything and like finding meaning that was true to it. Like, it's in Proverbs uh, or Ecclesiastes um, where it says... uh it's the glory of God to hide things for those to seek out. And it's the glory of Kings to search for what is hidden. Hmm. And it's talking about knowledge. It's talking about um, like truths and like being able to see from a distance, like the treasures in everything and searching out more. And uh, I don't know, like I, I see like, from being also being a Christian and like, you have to learn every religion so that you can witness to them. <laughs> and so like, I had books upon books about Hinduism, about uh, is Islam, uh, about Judaism, about um, I'm trying to think what was another one, Satanism. Like I had Did like you ever witness a, to Mormons. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah. Like I had a book on Mormonism. I had a book on uh, Seventh Day Adventists to go witness to them too. Like, like it was. Like to learn all of that, but like there's a general like Venn diagram of like everything that <laughs> resonates and it's like, dude, like the the core tenets of all of them make sense of like, like how you interact with people, how you treat them and like right. how you care yourself and how you care for the world. It's just like how like um, strict about everything else that they are that it's like, yeah, that, that doesn't fit. That doesn't seem right.
0: Right. I feel like at least witnessing to people who have a different faith than you altogether, at least you're more likely to learn something that might yeah. change or expand your thinking. Yeah. But witnessing to Catholics or Mormons, in my opinion, is like some of the most bullshit. <laughs> like, oh, dude. dude. Like you're just sitting here like arguing about, okay, how many layers of heavens are there? Dude. Uh, How many? Do we get baptized? Do you read Joseph Smith or not Joseph Smith? Uh oh no when we do holy communion the the body and the bread and juice is the body and blood of christ oh no it's just a metaphor for us and it's like it's all just sacraments (laughs) and rules and just shit that man made up over thousands of years and i'm just like we're all technically christians but we're all like we're aggressively like don't marry a catholic like yeah they're all all going to hell they mean well but they're going to hell you know (laughs)
2: Tell, tell me, tell me, your family's from uh, North North England, <laughs> the United Kingdom. Without telling me, <laughs> don't marry a Catholic. Don't marry
0: a Catholic. <laughs> You're <right>. a Protestant.
2: <laughs> oh my God! I I have an <laughs> awesome story about kind of like being forced to be proselytized by some Catholics. <laughs> yes. So please. I I was dating this girl who had uh, a bunch of expensive like. Uh, uber healthy, kind of like, uh, what is it, like baking pans or whatever, that they were coated with some special thing, like whatever, like her mom was really into like, you know, those those Christian uh, people that sell you things and tell you like it's like gonna save the world and like it's gonna make you healthy because every pan you've ever used in your life is killing you <laughs> slowly. And so like she dropped like, two grand on like a bunch of like pans and, holy cow and then like realized she didn't want them and getting like realized that it was like bullshit like after so gave them to her daughter to sell and she found someone on craigslist that was like i think they were like just outside of columbia missouri and so girlfriend was like hey do you want to come with me to go drop these pans off and like outside of two thousand dollars worth of pans and (laughs) i was like sure can my friend come along and so my friend came along and uh we all went there and they were like hey like like you guys don't have anything happening like the next couple days right and we're like no like it's it's the weekend like we're off like we all worked at the cafe at a cafe together so it was like yeah it's closed tomorrow and the next day so like yeah we'll hang out like and they're like cool we'll make food for you and like just whatever like we just want to be nice like you drove out and oh my god oh here we go (laughs) they're like cool uh like do you want to watch like some dvds with us we're like sure yeah whatever and then like they're like 101 to catholicism dvds and like they kept debating like (laughs) whatever and like we were asking questions like so hey why do you have to have a priest to like pray for you pray for your request and they're like well like the this but also like if you keep watching in the dvd it'll come up to that and then like came dinner time and it was like they gave us books to read (laughs) over (laughs) dinner and it's like weird stuff and like at the time like i'm uber uber christian and like whatever Mm. but i'm also like laughing like this is a great story either if like one
0: of us gets maimed or like (laughs) become catholic it's a great story um it's either we're gonna be killed or and buried in someone's yard or we're gonna become catholic so yeah
2: (laughs) but i i chose to do the thing like i ended up playing like nerf guns with the uh uh the family kids yeah While my girlfriend and my friend, like, were being proselytized. So I was having fun.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's a good move.
2: (laughs) And then, and then the next day, like, after that, like, it was just watching DVDs and, like, all of this. And then the next day, they invited, like, their head bishop from their local, from their church. And then, like, another, uh, like, priest from there to come converse with us about oh this my all gosh. and it was like great like the entire time they were like but so the thing about catholicism is you don't need to like fight for what you believe you need you just know that it's church history and you're agreeing with over 2000 years of church history and i kept saying but
0: didn't the catholics kill a lot of people <laughs> Like, while you're playing Nerf guns kids, like, from the other room. But didn't they (laughs) they rape a bunch of kids? Like, aren't they hiding a bunch of shit?
2: (laughs) Yeah, but we ended up, like, slowly, like, not slowly. We pretty quickly, like, packed up, like, in the middle of, like, a thing and then, like, blocked their numbers oh <laughs> like, yes we were like hey uh, i'm gonna go outside for a second and then it was like hey i'm gonna go outside for a second and it's like i'm gonna go out," and then like we're down the road <laughs> you're like start up the car start up the car dude quick. i know <laughs> but it was just like the weirdest experience
0: of like what like, like they just want to show you some nice like hospitality oh no we're yeah. gonna have you know, a a whole day, a whole night, evening and morning of... (laughs) (laughs) It reminds me of, like, the Jeffrey Dahmer meme thing where he's like, just want to watch a little bit of this movie. Uh, I want to take some pictures. Just sit (laughs) there. Just sit there and watch this movie. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yep.
2: That's what it felt like.
0: (laughs) I had a Mormon friend uh, growing up uh, in high school. Um, Also, like, I don't know, met him somehow. He was a homeschool kid. Yeah. And... We kind of both made an agreement that I would go visit his church and he would come visit my church. Oh, those are the best agreements right, like, yeah. as a kid going yeah. to churches. And, you know, he was very uh, ardent, you know, you know, Mormon. And so my parents are trying to prep me. And they're like, again, showing me videos of like, this is the bullshit they believe. Do not believe these things. So when they start talking about it, don't, 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 don't believe it, Micah. So anyways, I go to his church. My parents drop me off and I go to his church. And I went to, you know, an, a non-denominational church where yeah, it's yeah. cool to wear jeans and, yeah. like, regular clothes. I go in, everyone's in suits and ties, you oh know, dresses. God. So I'm automatically just, like, you know, the trouble child. Who's that, this muggle? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Who let who let that, that, that muggle in here? And, again, n- I, it was very boring, old people, you yeah. know, hymn kind of music, you yeah. know, so I just... I'm like, oh, well, my church is going to easily blow his mind. Because, yeah. like, we've got a band. We've got sm- <laughs> we got fog, like, oh smoke machines, lights. Oh we have, God. like, electric guitars, like, easily. He's going to shit himself for <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> He's going to shit himself with Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I swear to God, though, I was like pretty convinced i was like oh yeah the minute he comes to my church he's gonna realize how awesome it is yeah yeah. yeah. and he's gonna like go home and like beg his parents to like and i'm gonna like slowly just win him over to my side kind of yeah. thing he comes to my church i've never seen he, first of all he shows up wearing like a collared shirt and a tie oh my you God. know tucked in and some like slacks like still like you know no jacket like he's still trying like he knows like yeah, yeah. i'm heading into I'm, I'm gonna dress down i'm gonna dress down <laughs> <laughs> for this muggles church and uh You know, and then we've got people playing, you know, getting slain in the spirit, people in tongues, (laughs) smoke machines, all this shit going on. I've never seen a guy in deered headlights look in my life. Eventually, at some point, I just like lose him, and like I go outside at the end of service, and I realize he's sitting on the ground outside the church, had basically missed most of the service, had just decided this is. This is evil. This is devil's. Oh like God. stuff. And he's out there reading the Book of Mormon.
2: <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great.
0: <laughs> like, it doesn't sound like something far off I would do in a p- particular situation. Like, yeah. drop me off at, like, uh, you know, it'd probably be more like a hardcore, like, secular concert or something where, oh like, yeah. someone flashed their titties or something. I'd be like, I need to go outside. I need to sit I need down. to go and, repent for I need to go. This. I'm just going to wait out here till my mom picks me up and read the Bible. Like, that's just. But the fact that he was doing it. Because of all the evangelical church stuff. I was like, I've never felt like I was so heretical in my life. I was like, man, this kid couldn't even sit through a whole service. He had to go sit outside to read the Book of Mormon. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, wherever he is, I hope he's found his truth, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully he's not stuck (laughs) in the same cycles that we could have been stuck in. That's what he realized. It's like, it's all just dressed up differently it's all the Dude, same it's kind a of different
2: flavor but same ingredients same cake yeah, yeah. like
0: you are just you're in a box and you're limiting yourself to what other people's experiences are and yeah doesn't mean they're bad people It just means that hey you, you're probably following a lot of bullshit regulations and rules that humans made up you know
2: yeah and i like for me it's been kind of my ethos of like not wanting to be bitter, not wanting to hold on to that bitterness, and understanding like someone has a reason that they're believing it and believing whatever it is they're believing. And I don't have the authority per se to tell them that they're wrong to believe a thing. Sure. I, and when I like am sharing, like, hey, this is what like archaeologists have found about this. This is what like Bible scholars who are Christians say. This is what Bible scholars who are not Christians say, but also here's all their research. And like, I'm not saying you're wrong on something I'm saying, like, this is just historical fact on something. And I don't know, it's, it's trying to do things out of love and not, yes, like, I don't need to change someone's mind. Mm -hmm. on something I don't need to prove that I'm right on something like it's it's not that fun you know (laughs) being being the the person that's always right but the one that no one wants to be around isn't fun (laughs) like like I love debating like I have I have friends of mine that like like they're uber like Calvinist like Christian theologe bros and like (laughs) we love debating about things And it's like, every time we hang out, it's like, okay, cool. We know we're going to debate, but we don't know what it's going to be about. And it's going to be some random (laughs) theological topic that like just comes up. And I'm either going to like be iconoclastic and it's something I don't care about, but I'm going to remind them that they are not seeing the full picture. And he's going to remind me that, uh, That viewpoint is unbiblical and we're going (laughs) to go back and forth and like agree to disagree or agree that, okay, yeah, maybe we shouldn't have debated for the past two hours on something we don't even care about talking about.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah. And and even just that approach, right? Like trying to illuminate that, hey, maybe we don't have the whole picture. Oh, yeah. Versus, oh, I have the right picture and you're just bullshit for not like seeing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a different approach, and that's unfortunate, like, yeah, like I have some friends that like you know like I know that they mean well, they're good people, we might be able to even agree on some social issue you know, yeah. justice and this and that, and if they're taking it from a Christian you know evangelical position, cool, like whatever helps you love people and love the environment and uh, for the better, I'm all about it, but when we get into those kind of heated debates and stuff. And I'm, like, pressing in on things that, like, I can very clearly see are, like, like, like that just, like, oh, I don't want to say trauma response, but just that immediate, like, it's just, like, coded to their yeah. core. Like, no, yeah. no, I can't. I'm not even going to go down that route here. I want to take the argument back into the confines of the Bible. Well, if you, you know, if we can't agree and argue about it within this realm, then yeah, we can't have a dialogue. Like, no, my whole point is to have a dialogue, you have to come outside yeah. of the biblical like. <laughs> It'd be one thing we could disagree that we don't have all the big the picture and I can admit that for myself like that's the biggest most humbling thing I realized and why I had such a faith crisis was like oh shit like I spent my whole 20s like early like the whole first 20 years of my life like feeling like I had the truth like capital T truth like spiritual experiences crazy weird like yeah transcendental experiences that like validated this narrative yeah that i need to just like now push aggressively on other people till they see it and then realizing there are some people who will just yeah the whole world if we like i just i don't know i backed up one day and i even thought to myself in college just like okay so if i picture the world where everybody like the church i went to and everything if we got everything we dreamed of which is like stadiums across the u.s like just filled with christians Let's, let's just say we woke up tomorrow and the whole world was suddenly an evangelical Christian, uh, you know, societies and, yeah, and yeah, countries. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Like, I just realized how fucking boring of a world dude, we would have. Yeah. Like, over in the Middle East, like, them having, like, stadiums singing, like, Hillsong songs. Oh, So, just, like, I'm just, like, I'm picturing, like, you even brought up, like, the One Thing conference earlier. Yeah, yeah. And, dude, that, that was, like, the radical, like, we're going to change the world. Thousands of people were all saying the same thing and you just realize like oh my god what a terrible world it would be if everybody believed the same thing it was a one world religion on Jesus and this is how we expressed it it's yeah, everybody yeah. just <laughs>
2: what, what what's that uh king of the hill uh scene where he's Bobby gets into christian music and Hank is like you're not making Christ- you're not making rock and roll better you're making it worse
0: <laughs> yeah i that's how I just realized, like, yeah, like, it's, what yeah. a what a very lame world we would live oh, if, yeah. if there wasn't that difference of, like, spiritual experiences and reflections. So that's what I find beautiful about all these different things now. Like, yeah, I can look at, you know, the misogyny and sexism and other religious groups and say, that's not right, just like it's not right in Christianity. Yeah, But also, like, there's a lot of beautiful things in islam or any of these other (laughs) like big major religious faiths and and they all tap and touch on the truth
2: um i was like so you made a comment about um having a lot of spiritual experiences and things and then them like wrestling with that while deconstructing like i had the exact same thing like i i would have dreams a lot that were like cool I'm seeing into the future like legitimately Mm -hmm. I uh would feel random burnings to go tell people random things that weren't I'm not witnessing to them or anything I'm just hey I just feel like I need to tell you this and like the person starts crying and then they're talking about like I just I just cried out to God that like I wish someone would come up and say this phrase to me and you said the phrase to me like wow and like things like that like that that was a lot of my like experience and like in the Same. weird like the weird prophetic thing like uh uh yeah the weird prophetic things the the spiritual uh charismaticism of christianity was like what i was like vibing with and like that's kind of why i got kicked out of a lot of churches when i was <laughs> like younger in my family um but like getting like or, deconstructing like a few years ago um like what like did it as I was reading like four books at the same time and it was like this weird thing where like everything in each of these books separately wouldn't have made sense but like at the right time of me reading like few chapters in one few chapters in the other a few chapters in another it just resonated so hard yeah and <coughs> uh The two, like, the most that, like, resonated the most were um, the cosmos and the psyche and then um, awakening your intuition. Because I was talking with a friend about wrestling with, like, the Holy Spirit. And, like, like, I feel this inside of me. Like, I've, like, this is the voice that I was told was God inside of me. And this voice is still speaking to me, but I'm not going to church. And, like... I'm not resonating with the things of the church. And like this voice led me out of church. And like, it's the thing that rose up inside of me to like call out bad leadership. And that ultimately got me kicked out of certain situations at churches. Like I'm following this voice. Like, what is it? My friend was like, Hey, read this book. I think like with your weird spiritual stuff, like it might resonate with you. And it did. And it like, it broke down like very plainly like, Oh yeah. In like a lot of religions, it might be called the Holy spirit, the great spirit, like whatever, but everyone has it and everyone can listen to it. Everyone can grow that muscle of listening and experiencing it. And like in the book, it gives the example of uh, like some nurses working in the hospital. Like they have beeping and everything going off and like, they know it's fine. But then the one time, like, there's beeping happening, and they, like, they're like, no, I have to go now. And, like, they just save someone's life. Even though the exact same alarm was going off for someone else, they're like, but that person's fine. Hmm. And, like, it's just this weird thing that they said, like, a lot of nurses said this, like, the same thing. The particular, um, the author, like, worked in the medical field, and like would hear people talking about their story and things while she's like trying to help them. And she's like, no, the reason why you're here is because you have a bad relationship with your husband. But she couldn't say that to the person. Right. Because like that's meddling and like whatever, Mm -hmm. but she knows it's because of this person's relationship that something's affecting her. And like, she like, reconnected with that person later and like said what like after she was out of the medical field she was out of this was like i think the reason why you keep going back to the hospital is this and the sh- she said the person said i've been feeling that for like the past 10 years that i needed to like get a divorce and like you've just confirmed it wow. she got a divorce recon like told her like hey like i went to the doctor like A year later and like all my health conditions with my heart have like disappeared holy cow it's like what the heck and like (laughs) this person uh, in her book like like three-quarters of the way it's all dope stuff and it's like how to like basically what I learned as a kid of like uh, empathy of like when you're feeling like you feel a random pain that isn't your pain when you're like thinking about someone then it's like cool go pray for them in this area. They might be feeling this. And so this person, like the the last quarter of her book is like her selling you on her being a medical uh, intuitive and like you pay her money, talk to her on the phone and like she can help you with like your health problems, which it's weird, whatever. But it was a popular thing like 200 years ago, if not quite a few thousand years ago as well. Like it's a thing that's been in culture but again, because of the Christian, like, leadership over things and, like, you know, trying to, like, squelch anything that doesn't get money into certain pockets, then, yeah. So it's, like, that's legitimate. And then the cosmos and the psyche is, like, uh, agreeing with things that are in your environment and things that do benefit you and knowing, like like you have power over like your like situation Hmm. and you aren't subject to a lot of things like you aren't subject to negative things all the time. Like you're in control. Like you can agree with the good things that might be happening, but I don't know. That's going to have to check out those (laughs) books. Dude. Yeah. Like one cosmos and the psyche. Yeah. What was the other one? Uh, and awakening your intuition.
0: Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and I think um, one could argue too. Just even with going back to like, you know, the Industrial Revolution mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. capitalistic for profit and stuff. How much even that realm tries to squelch that, like, like intuition and yeah. and <laughs> again, like I'm all about facts and science. Because again, I feel oh, like yeah. I had this boomerang effect from like. Yeah, all that shit's bullshit science. We're just going to agree only with what the Bible says. And then I went to, well, evolution, and there's explanations for a train of events. There's an explanation for everything, even if we haven't found it yet. Yeah. But to deny the interconnectedness between, I mean, like you said, even earlier, like how trauma lives in the body, like that's scientifically proven. Yeah. Literally, the shit that our ancestors and one car, like even like other groups of people, the worst things like slavery and stuff, like... That's embed. That's ingrained into like our DNA, like, and it it blows my mind that there's science that's co- like continuously starting to validate like what we would think is like the the what I don't know mystical mumbo jumbo. Like, okay, yeah. I have power over my destiny, and I can like shape my environment, and it's like, and it it affects my health, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh yeah. No, this is all like, yeah, very much interconnected. If we, um. And, you know, again, I'm always going to lean on the, like, hey, yeah, give me the medical advice. And uh, I don't know. I guess for me, like, the thing, the biggest loss was being able to seek out, like, again, I already have a trouble asking for help. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm always just like, I want to be the helper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I always want to be that person. Um, And so in some may- ways, by, like, the lack of, like, the Christian constructual, like, um environment i grew up in and had the loss of being able to seek out divine like inspiration or help like having other people quote unquote speak into my life was that like loss of that because i was no longer in these christian circles where people like yeah hey mike i had this feeling that you're going through this yeah and like now like if somebody says that to me and they're coming from a christian perspective i just immediately want to be like uh, defensive wall. You know? I'm not listening to that bullshit. Yeah, yeah like, yeah, yeah. you yeah. know, Jesus, I had a dream about you, and I feel like, you know, you're kind of lost right now. I don't know. And then some of it you kind of realize, like, it could be kind of general things anybody's going through. But, like, when you're opening yourself up to that and you are searching for those signs in the universe, it is really scary. Yeah. When it starts to come back, when, like, oh man, I was just thinking about this, and I have a conversation Dude, with somebody I two know. days from now. I know. Like, it's weird.
2: <laughs> Dude like so in the in that book The Cosmos and the Psyche, he like talks about Carl Jung a lot, which now I know Jordan B. Peterson like quotes Carl Jung a lot, mm-hmm. but he doesn't quote like it's like they're quoting from different eras mm-hmm. <laughs> of them. Um uh in the Cosmos of Psyche he talks about like the collective consciousness and like how we're all connected and like when you put out something or when you feel something like it legitimately is there and everyone else can feel it and agree with it in a way it's just like this weird like
0: what the heck yeah and i don't know and again, that's why I always come back to. Uh, if I don't understand it, I just make the joke. It's probably a simulation. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> we're all just code that's uh, feeding some kind of biological processor that's studying the past. I don't know. <laughs> oh
2: dude, I don't know. Like
0: it, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> shit, <laughs>
2: dude. I I don't know. I like I. I've become comfortable with not saying I know everything. I've come become comfortable with learning and continuing to grow like as things come up, and like adjusting my belief system, uh, based on like evidence based on experience, but still, you know, like the childlike faith, sure is like something that I've like held fast on. To. Mm -hmm. still i have the knowledge i still have the experience but like what i believe like
0: yeah like i'm holding on to that (laughs) like absolutely that's
2: that's helped me with a lot of shit
0: (laughs) yeah and i think that's kind of for the post for the people who are kind of in this post deconstruction era it could be not even just like christian it could be you could be a person, you, your whole family's, yeah, Muslim, and you're realizing like, oh, I don't know if I believe this shit, and just yeah. the pressure to conform. Yeah. Like, it's so important, like what you're saying, to still keep some element of that childlike faith. Don't let the confines of whatever religious construct that's been force-fed down your throat, and maybe you had some good and positive experience with that. I, I guess that's what I try to, like, like you said, don't. It's my, I, how I react to that. And if I harbor that bitterness, I think does diminish that, um, yeah, the wonder of the world. Yeah. And I think that that's, to me, how we see the divinity and the sacredness in others is yeah. when we like, hold on to that childlike faith that like, Hey, I don't know everything. And even though there's probably neurological chemical explanations for why yeah. I feel like I need to share this with you, I'm just going to like, you know, Follow my gut, and I'm yeah. just gonna say, hey, I feel like you're going through something. Can you share? And just being yeah. there with that person, in that moment, how much that is being like Jesus more than any other thing, Dude, more than I trying know. to push play some DVDs. Yeah, <laughs> sit down and watch this. Hey, watch this Catholic 101. Catholic, so. Well, Jesse, uh, I know we've we've really kind of uh, thank you again. Like dissecting, I know it can be kind of hard sometimes, even going down and sharing it. But you seem like you, you said at the beginning you're an open book. So thank you for going down this <laughs> journey to share this. How do you feel like, um, just with your, you know, post-faithy construction and everything? How do you feel like it's influenced your creativity? And like, what are some like projects you can share about that you're working on this year? And I know there's things that we have to kind of keep on the DL, the yeah, s- yeah. The Secret I, projects. I, I signed an NDA. Now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah. You're a film. You're. Yeah. You're in film. You're in production. You do storytelling. Like, how is? I'm sure there's a connection between what we've just discussed with your faith and your creative works.
2: Yeah. Like I have a couple of like short films and things that I want to turn into like features that are around some of like this religious stuff. Um, But like nothing like in bitterness, but like, Hey, here's a fun story. Here's like something that's discussing like mental illness in people in leadership kind of thing. Like that's, that's like a fun little thing that I'm working on and, hoping to shoot sometime this year. But then there's like, I got a couple of projects of, or like one project that I'm, I've assumed the role of director. I've also assumed the role of host for it. Um, It's in works with a distribution company called Blank Space Social. They put on a a show called um, Gutted, which that was a big uh, event that I worked on of people uh like a competition show of people uh taking vans rvs buses from gutted to finished in like five days so they they put on like shows and things within like the streaming world so i'm working with them on this show where we're um we're we're visiting charities and like that's kind of that's kind of like where i'm leaving it um of like how the flow of the show works but like the what I really wanted to do was just highlight dope charities that are doing dope things. Um, and like charities that are actually doing something, not something like a charity that's like a tax haven for the rich. Mm. Um, and like, it's funny cause like for this particular thing, it's just been snowball of like, Hey, I want to do this. And then I need to get a camera. And then I find like a dope camera for like, a fraction of its price and like oh sweet I guess this is working and like I chat with a friend and he's like oh hey like this this uh distribution company I work for like we're working we're looking for new shows like this would be dope like can you develop it and I'm like oh shit I need to find people to help me like work on it and the, like everyone I talked to was like oh hell yeah this is dope like I want to work on it and I'm like ah, I've never been a director. I've never, <laughs> I've never like really been in front of the camera. Like, this is awkward. And like, I like reached out to a couple charities and they were like, oh, this is an awesome idea. Like, yeah, you can shoot here. And it's like, ah. Oh, that's <laughs> like, so sick. So like, I don't know, like I, I want, I want to see it go somewhere, but like, I'm not like concerning the show. I'm not like holding it to anything I'm not expecting it to be a certain way I'm I'm working with this team of people who right now we're just volunteering on it um with the hopes of it getting picked up with the hopes of it getting funding but like I'm not forcing like a certain vision of what it is I'm like allowing it to like change per like per uh charity that we follow because like you can't can't stay the same way for everything um, but I don't know. Like I feel like within my deconstruction and my faith change or my new faith. Yeah. Um, Like there's been a emphasis on the genuine and an emphasis on like what people do selfless, selflessly, you know? Mm. Um, Cause I know like, Growing up in the church, like, it was a big thing. Like, you would be told, they would tell you that people are doing things selflessly. But, like, they were telling you for what reason? For you to notice them? Hmm. To see that they were doing this? Like, in in this, it's like, no, 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 I'm highlighting these people. Like, I'm pulling them while they're doing stuff. I'm getting in their way to highlight that they're, they're doing something and the ultimate goal is to like for this charity to get more funding and like right. we, yeah we're spending like a week, two weeks three weeks with a charity the ultimate goal is to like get them publicity because they're doing something genuine, they're doing something legitimate and not just working with like the homeless not just working with uh veterans not w- just working with puppies like <laughs> uh charities that are getting people out to hike like like yeah. everything like charities that are working on bikes for people and like offering bikes like there's like it's it's a broad term charity sure. and like that's something that we kind of want to highlight and i mean you know just go with the vibe of it
0: <laughs> absolutely dude yeah yeah you bring up a interesting point as far as just thinking about how do we do something out of just the for the goodness sake of the thing, yeah, you know versus trying to center ourselves and this and that, and I at the same time, I think like uh there's nothing that's ever done a hundred percent selflessly as far as like even like these charities, right, like yes, when I help somebody in need or whatever the circumstance might be and my brain releases that feel good chemicals.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Like that's not evil in itself, you know? Yeah. And I think like there's just something like, yeah, I think there's a humble way to go about doing it. It sounds like Mm -hmm. that's exactly what you're doing, you know? Trying. But I think that sometimes like it can almost stymie creativity when we're so worried about being a director, being in front of the camera, you know what I mean? And I feel like I, I I just, we have so much kindred spirit energy going on (laughs) that I just feel like I felt that way about this podcast. Like I honestly was like, you know doesn't everybody who start a podcast aren't they just like a little egotistical you yeah. know yeah, yeah, yeah. you put your name in it and it's like you know fuck that you know if people want to judge that like it'd be the same thing if i wrote a book right like yeah i want to create a good story that people enjoy but like yeah it'd be great to get paid for it one day you oh, know yeah. like it'd be great Definitely. to like survive and that's what you realize like you know it, it's it's okay to take up space mm-hmm. and uh we're allowed to exist here in this world too, you like, know, yeah. and individually. And I think that so much of our, like, like you said, our Krishna, whatever upbringing has like ingrained in us to take up less space or even like, again, as much as I love the social justice circles, and I'm all about the causes, how much that could even affect like white guys' minds. Like I can't, I have no voice to be able to come and like share about the, you know, and, and do these experiences with folks of color. Like, guess what? That's called like racial reconciliation when we do things together. You know what I mean? And so I don't know. There's just something that like, yes, we have to go at it with a humble approach, but it's okay to, uh, don't, 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 uh, hold back your, don't let hold back your creativity or feel like, oh, I I can't get something out of this because guess what? Life, whether we like it or not, we're getting things out of it. I eat food. So it nourishes me. (laughs) Like I exist and I breathe oxygen. So I can. and guess what? I get to offer the world something back. And that's ideally the whole cycle. Right. Yeah. There's
2: a, there's a phrase that I, I've been saying for myself and it's like helped me like with my music, with my writing, with like my painting, like whatever I'm doing is just make more bad art. (laughs) (laughs) Just make more. Because all art can be considered bad. Like, someone's Mm going to tell you it's bad. Like, why, Why like, try to make it not bad? Just make the art that resonates with you. Yeah. And, like, don't judge it and just put it out there.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's kind of like, I don't know. That was less of a tirade maybe for you and more for me. Oh, dude, I know. (laughs) Uh, If you saw it in my eyes, you're like... Dude, I saw it. You needed that. I needed that. I needed that pep talk, dude. I really needed it. No, I just... I again going back to that self sabotaging. Yeah. Like sometimes I don't feel like I can live out my full creative self when I feel like I'm constantly worried about how it'll be perceived by others. Oh, versus yeah. the need, like you said, of just like, hey, I have this creative energy to do this thing. I'm gonna produce it, and if I fucking miss the mark and I piss off a bunch of people, okay, I, I, I'll say I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll shut down the podcast. I'll throw away all the mics and sit. No, I'm just. But you know, at some point, you like you just have to stand for what what your fire is. Yeah, you know what what's burning inside of you. And so, it sounds like you're gonna have a really good year. And I'm I'm wishing you luck on this journey. Thank you so very much, you're director so director Jesse. <laughs> hey, uh, where can people find you online? Dude, you can find me on Instagram. Insta
2: don't give a crap. I love that is my uh, <laughs> my Instagram. Uh, I'm on facebook i shit post more than i should i'm trying to i'm trying to cut back i can quit anytime <laughs> uh you can email me at jesse at com. uh if you work in the film industry you see me on set if you don't and you see someone that looks like me you can yell my name <laughs> uh yeah
0: hell yeah Hey, thanks for being here again.
2: Thank you so very much for having me. So much love.
0: Yeah, much love, dude. Till next time. Till next time. Thanks for joining me for the Pray for Micah podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a review. And check out my YouTube channel and follow me on social media. Pray for Micah pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. We'll see you next time.
1: You are now re-entering the normal world.